Welcome to STEM Unplugged, a monthly podcast designed to help you learn about STEM initiatives and to help advance STEM awareness. Now here's your host, Kelly Green. Thanks for getting connected for this episode of STEM Unplugged. I am your host, Kelly Green, the Chief Operating Officer of SciTech Institute, a collaborative nonprofit organization making STEM connections in Arizona and beyond. My team member, Claire Conway, is back in the studio today while I am in Ambler, Pennsylvania with the Chief Science Officer. Today, we will be discussing exploring student leadership in STEM. We have the recent opportunity to attend the International STEM Learning Ecosystems Convening in Bay City, Michigan with a few of our guests, and our Arizona team is working to build the Arizona STEM ecosystem one hub at a time. Today, we're excited to have our guests share about their experiences, not only in the state of Pennsylvania, but as part of the CSO International Program and the STEM Ecosystems community. So thank you again for joining us on STEM Unplugged. To all of my guests, it's hard to believe that we have been collaborating for over five years on the PA CSO program. I'd like to ask each of you to share a little bit more about your own experience with the project and maybe a little bit about your thoughts on student leadership. What can and can't students do? Let's start with um, Dr. Dormer. My opinion that it's limitless what students can do. There's very little that they can't do. They just need to be given the right opportunities to go out there and discover who they are and to, to demonstrate that the world really is their oyster and what they will do great things if given the opportunity. Yeah, thank you so much for being on. It's been fun to get to know you too. Um, what about uh, CSO Sneha? What are your thoughts? I mean, as a student, I don't think I, there's nothing I can't do if I put my mind to it. Uh, being a CSO has given me the opportunity to see that I can do anything I want. And working with Kelly and Stephanie, our um, region advisor, and people like that have really opened my eyes to show me that there's there's nothing that I can't do. There's, I just have to work towards it and find the resources I need. And okay, Miss, you just joined the PAC ecosystem. How are you feeling about the student leadership opportunities? Excited and motivated. I think student leadership is something that brought me to education. And after joining the executive team for our local STEM ecosystem PAC in January of this year, seeing the CSOs especially at the international convening for STEM ecosystems and watching folks like CSO Elizabeth and CSO Sneha take the stage and be able to articulate their vision and the ownership that they already are taking over projects and making an impact in their community, it makes me excited. Our students are already making a difference. Absolutely. They have such a huge impact in the four counties represented here at the Training Institute today. What about you, CSO Elizabeth? The CSO program is really, as they said, inspired me a lot to know that I can do anything. It's also helped me just like build confidence and be able to like articulate my ideas and really be able to talk to people about STEM topics, even though I know a lot of people may not know a lot about STEM. I've been lucky enough through my action plans to be able to educate a lot of students who may not know what the STEM letters stand for. And some of my programs have been the first like foray they've had into STEM. And then, of course, at the conference, just being able to educate adults that like students are really able to do anything that they set their mind to. Absolutely. And this whole show, our, our podcast this month, is about um, exploring student leadership. So I didn't have you introduce yourself, uh, Dina, but 
tell them a little bit about your background and how you've been a part of the program. Tell them, I know you have a PhD and you're not one to flaunt it, but uh, Triple D, you know, like what is your work and your experience in the educational realm? And uh, a little bit about your background, who you are. Okay, thanks. My least favorite topic to discuss. Um, But I've been a science educator for about 15 years in various roles from anywhere from, you know, secondary level all the way up through the university level. And, you know, I've had a number of different jobs along the way. But as Kamish was saying earlier, one of the most rewarding things and the biggest thing that has drawn me to education in the first place is the opportunity to work with students and to help them realize and achieve their goals. So it's it's really important piece of, of what I try to do every day and all of my education and all that has just come from a love for learning and, you know, a want or need a desire to share that with, with young people, see where they can take us. And kind of over to you too, Camus, what is your role in the ecosystem and, you know, a little bit about your background? Yeah, thanks, Kelly. Um, so I'm Camus Coach. I'm a STEM services coordinator at the Chester County Intermediate Unit. And through that role, I have the opportunity to sit as one of the four county leads on our local STEM ecosystem PAC. And that has afforded me the opportunity to get involved with uh, CSOs for our local chapter and to to get to know our cabinet and and see the structure. And it's been so exciting to be able to support it as an ecosystem. It has motivated me. You can ask any of the advisors. I've been patting their ears off all day about how we can grow this, how we can get it to more schools what supports they need, the awesome work our students are doing and how we can champion and elevate that even further. Because I think what CSO is doing and what we're seeing the students in our cabinet do is just incredible. So having the opportunity to be involved and to meet folks like Dina and uh, hear how they're already impacting students. I mean, I think that's that's why I got into education is to elevate the opportunities that students have and to inspire and motivate and empower them to be able to pursue STEM futures. And I think that's what both STEM ecosystems and CSO, we're trying to collaborate with champion. Yeah, and I think that's probably why I love my role so much as a director of student success, because meeting the CSOs and watching the two-day transformation during a leadership training institute is just so incredibly powerful when we just show them that they can. And, you know, having Sneha, I mean, gosh, fourth year, we know you will. And now having that support of the STEM learning ecosystems and having 27 representatives at the last convening, we kind of made our mark. We stepped up and showed up and it was really nice to have both Elizabeth and Sneha there. So I want to kick it over to my teammate, Claire, who's working on the Arizona STEM ecosystem and pretty much relatively new to um, our program. She's been with us just over a year and really designing the ecosystem work we're doing in Arizona. But what are your thoughts on student leadership and what's your role at SciTech Institute? Yeah, absolutely. I think the CSO program is such a great opportunity for students to develop those leadership skills. And I think something that really sets it apart, just you can tell already from what folks have said in this conversation, the advisors in the program really do genuinely believe that students can do whatever they set their minds to. And, you know, I participated in student leadership programs in high school, and definitely we did not have that perspective from the advisors who are working with us and that, you know, if they didn't think that we could do it, we didn't think we could do it either. And so it really makes such a big difference in the CSO program to know that, you know, the the advisors on the team are really the students' biggest cheerleaders and are always understand that the students can do whatever they want to do and really help set them up to take on big challenges, which I think is really exciting. 
Yeah, and I think it's really important to acknowledge that. And wouldn't you say, Claire, about adults who think a certain way or act a certain way or maybe have misconceptions about what students and, you know, even some of them, what they can do, especially in STEM. I know myself personally, I don't consider myself super STEM uh, individual, but it's been really cool to watch and grow with the students. But um, I wanted to kind of kick it around to everybody on the call about misconceptions. Do you have experience with teachers or adults that should be cheerleaders for youth, right? That struggle with the misconception? What what advice would you give to them if they're listening in or you know, what suggestions you have for students like Sneha and Elizabeth to deal with the idea that maybe adults aren't ready for this? Uh, I'll, I'll send it over to Dina. What are, what are your thoughts? I think one of the biggest misconceptions that teachers or educators have about student leadership is that they need to teach students how to lead when really the one of the best things we can do is just empower them and get out of the way and allow them to explore that journey of self-discovery and the sky's the limit. As we heard from the CSOs earlier, they don't pose any limitations on themselves, so why should we? Um, and as Claire just mentioned, you know, what we believe they can do, they can do, and they already believe in themselves in many cases. So it really is important to facilitate and to guide and support and not to try to direct because they really will take the reins and just run with them and, and achieve so much more than they probably even thought they were capable of. But I echo your sentiments from earlier. It's so exciting to watch those transformations happen when they truly do discover the type of leader that they want to be and that they can be and that they ultimately become. Yeah, and I, I think it's all about this group of individuals, right? I, I think Sneha and Elizabeth have grown much closer since traveling together as well. And they'll probably be lifelong friends, which is super exciting to know that you have, you know, this kind of network behind you. What about you, Camus? Uh, what are your misconceptions you've dealt with in your experience in education and what are some thoughts you have? Yeah, I think that there are a lot of adults that forget that fear is learned, that when we're little, we are willing to jump off couches and beds and climb trees because we don't know we could get hurt. And when we're in middle and high school, you're willing to try new things and own opportunities and solve the world's problems because you're not afraid to fail. And we teach, we teach failure. <laughs> and that's, that's what the CSO program does. Kelly, I think I've heard you say it like 12 times today, that they should fail fast and fail often. And I think that as adults, uh, Dina's right, we have to get out of the way. Um, and our job should be to remove those barriers. So when I hear adults being unsure, and it's in all facets of STEM, not just CSOs, about what students are capable of, um, not just high school students, but all students of all ages, what students are capable of. We talk a lot about students being the future, but I'm a firm believer in students being the now. Um, and that if we get out of the way and we empower and we're just here to answer questions and guide and help if you get stuck on something and, and cheerlead your efforts, that that's what we can do. And when we think of ourselves more as, as cheerleaders and facilitators and connectors that Neha and Elizabeth, you guys are already doing incredible things. You don't need us to tell you that. We just need to get out of your way so you can do more of it. I think you make a great point, right? We can also be cheerleaders for each other. I know uh, Judd was the one who encouraged this engagement and even launching CSOs in Philadelphia. And so having the support of your education 
you know, the Department of Ed for Pennsylvania is a big deal. And having the ecosystem network in Pennsylvania connected, that's how we launched PA in central, um, central CSOs in an engine. So it's really exciting to see that your state is on board. So kudos to all of you and um, thanks for being cheerleaders. But I want to ask Sneha and Elizabeth, have you run into those adults who kind of get in the way? And what have you learned through the CSO program, ways to deal with the adults that get in the way? I know I always tell you to go around them or find a different path, but what would be some of the things you've developed as student leaders that you're going to use for the rest of your life? Let's start with Sneha. I honestly haven't really had a lot of those adults in my life, but a lot of my friends and a lot of my peers at school have had those situations. Um, I guess I was just fortunate not to. But I think that because I've had such a, not linear path, but an easier path to get through, I'm able to provide those resources for the people around me. So like being a CSO is being a leader in our community and using those skills to help other people grow along with me has been something that I've done. So not just my my struggles, but the struggles of others. Um, I definitely say there are some adults that decide that students aren't capable because maybe when they were younger, they didn't see students being capable. Maybe adults in their lives weren't as um, motivating for them when they were younger. So they see themselves kind of stuck in a box. Um, They see us stuck in a box. And I think adults are starting to slowly unrealize those paths, unlearn those paths. And I think us as a generation will be even better for the next generation pretty powerful. It's so exciting to hear you share. And, you know, I, I aspire to be an adult that's not in the way. So hearing you say that you haven't had that challenge is really exciting because maybe you don't even have to notice it. You've already learned enough to avoid those obstacles that um, sometimes other students can get tripped up by, but um, very, very exciting. Thank you for sharing and promoting the rest of your student, your fellow students, your peers. That's really powerful. What about you, Elizabeth? I have run into a few different teachers in administration that sort of like there's some pushback when I try to implement certain things, especially before I joined the CSO program. I didn't really know that students could run programs or make a difference in their communities, especially because I started in eighth grade. So I was still in middle school and I think people are less likely to like give support to a middle school student than they are to a high school student because it just seems very, it seems like very different worlds. But uh, I've found that you just need to keep pushing. And if like words aren't enough to be able to show them what you can do, like especially in eighth grade, I wanted to be able to teach a 8-bit game, like sort of like coding class for students, younger students in my school. And I faced a lot of pushback from teachers and administrators of trying to get it implemented and just like a lot of people not thinking that I could do it because we did have a coding class, like HTML, CSS type of coding class. But I wanted something for students who, like you don't need to see coding as just like the, like the writing of code. It's important to be able to get them interested in coding and then that will lead to other paths. But I've definitely been able to push through it, especially with this program, just having a giant support system of people. Like the whole CSO, just don't just hope it happens, they make it happen. And every time we do have a cabinet meeting, even if it was virtual, it would really just like renew my sense of like, I can make a difference. And that was something that was very important for me in my journey through STEM. 
It's so exciting to hear that you had that experience and we're are kind of able to see, you know, the possibilities that you have as a leader, which kind of brings me to my question that I have for you, Elizabeth and Sneha about, um, you know, we've kind of talked about advisors believing in students, but sometimes there's a big challenge of students not believing in themselves. And I think something that's really special about the CSO program is not every student who starts the program already sees themselves as a leader or sees themselves as someone who can run a program, like you mentioned. Um, and I think, you know, by the end of the program, that's not the case. They definitely do see themselves as leaders and they do see that they're able to take on those challenges. So I'm curious to hear from you two if you could share a little bit about your experience, maybe one way that you've grown through the CSO program that kind of surprised you. Well, when I started out the program, I was a very shy person. I didn't really go up to talk to people about most things. And I definitely didn't talk about STEM with students or adults in my community. And through the through especially the past year, my ninth grade year, being able to go through the program and like create a larger action plan working through my school. And then also having the amazing opportunity to go to Michigan to the STEM ecosystems convening. And that definitely like over that like those few days, it really pushed me to like be able to talk to people and like adult strangers who like are interested in STEM. And I realized after the first few people I talked to that they really wanted to hear what I had to say. And it felt amazing, but I definitely wouldn't have done that even at the beginning of that school year and definitely not at the beginning of eighth grade when I wasn't comfortable talking to people about that much. So that's definitely one way I've seen myself grow. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Claire. Um, I've seen myself grow a lot as a person, not just as a leader um, through the CSO program. When I started, I was also in eighth grade like Elizabeth was, but all of us were new to the program, so we weren't sure what we were getting into. I think over the course of the program, I really learned that working with other people is a good thing. I still am very stubborn about getting things done my way or the way that I think is right. But I've learned sometimes you just need to let go. You need to trust in other people to get things done because I can't carry the world on my back. I need the help of my peers, of my friends, of the people that I love and that I trust to help me get my goals accomplished. So I think the CSO programs helped me see that I have people that I trust. I have a network of people, my friends, adults, um, people I can reach out to for help, people that can advise me to do things a better way than I thought. Um, so that's something I really am glad that I learned in the program over the years. I think that both are pretty powerful. So I'm curious about our adults too, right? So Dina, I know you have been with us. You went to the STEM ecosystem prior to the COVID uh, situation. and even watching those when we just had four students interacting with adults. But what have you experienced of watching the students grow right in front of you? Or what's maybe one thing that you've noticed about their personal journeys that's really impacted you? I think you used the word inspiring earlier, and I, I just believe that's the case. It's, it's amazing how much change and transformation can happen in a short amount of time giving people the right opportunities to network and to connect with others really does open the door for that type of growth. Um, so that's one of the biggest things I noticed because I accompanied one of our chief science officers on that trip. And in the matter of those three days, I mean, she was already pretty confident and outgoing, but just her ability to talk to anyone in the room and to make those connections and to be almost fearless in a sense of saying, you know what, this is what I want. I'm going to go for it. If it doesn't work, so be it. You know, I'm just really going to give it a shot and take that risk. 
that risk taking and that willingness to put themselves out there has been one of the most again inspiring and um, rewarding things. It, it makes me want to push myself more as a result, which is really kind of neat to say as an adult, I realize I too can still grow from this. And that all comes from watching what's happening with our young people. Absolutely. Every day I'm like, oh, I could do that better. Oh, I could be more organized. Oh, look, wow. Look at the graphic they made on Canva. What's Canva? Uh, what about you, Amos? Yeah, I, I would completely agree with Dina. I mean, even just, you know, getting to know Elizabeth and Seha a little bit this year and watching as you, uh, you know, meeting you at the end of your celebration and then being able to be in Michigan with you and then seeing you now. Like I, I kept elbowing uh, Stephanie as we were watching the both of you present today and just going, oh my gosh, did you hear her? She sounded so confident. Look how well she's explaining things. You know, it's it's really exciting to see the um, growth in self-advocacy and in advocacy that you're you're confident in your abilities and that you know you can take that into your community and that you know you can make a difference. Not questioning, well, maybe I can do this or I wonder if I can impact or help others but there's a confidence in the way that you know you can help and the way that you know, well, I'm really good at talking to younger students or I know that I can share experiences that might be somebody's first time in STEM is just so exciting to me as an adult and an educator. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you just touched on something that is a really key component of the CSO program, which is this idea of student voice. Um, And I'm curious for all of our guests, if you would share a little bit about what that idea of student voice means to you and kind of how you've seen uh, that play a role in this, your CSO experience. Maybe we'll kick it off with uh, Dr. Dormer. It's a powerful thing. Um, student voice really does have an impact on the here and now and in the future. Um, and in a lot of ways, the CSO program has really opened up my eyes to the impact that students really can have and want to have. Um, I think so many of the perceptions that are out there that students are content to kind of sit back and and watch the world go by, and that's really not the case at all. So when given the opportunity to to speak up and to to have a voice about something, they really can, you know, blow your socks off um, in a lot of ways and just amaze you. And I think that's one of the things that strikes me the most is just give them a chance and you really will be impressed and, well, learn a lot along the way. Yeah, definitely. CSO Elizabeth, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too. I see student voices being super important because like, using an example, if you're creating something for parents, you would obviously want parents to be involved. And if you were creating something for students, something I found working with people in different STEM ecosystems is they do really want to inspire you know, like all elementary through high school students to be involved in STEM but a lot of the time, like Kelly has said earlier, they don't have a student in the room to help them. And I see that as being the same. If you're creating something for parents, you need parents' input. And if you're creating something for students, you also need their input. Because you may think something's really interesting, but then when you bring in a few students to like test it out, you realize that that may not be like something that they're interested in, or that might not be the best way to communicate with high school students. And I know some people are like, well, if you've sometimes like with different things like being a parent well if you've never been a parent you can't really do that and we've all been high school students but in like an ever-changing world you need input of high school students who are high school students now and that's why student voice to me is at least very important in STEM. So well said thank you. (laughs) How about you Sneha? Completely agree with Elizabeth I mean adding on to what she said we 
grew up in a completely different world than the adults. Even people five years ago who graduated high school five years ago grew up in. The world is moving so rapidly. We haven't seen a world without change. And I think it's so important to continue to do exactly what the students want because the changes in the needs of the students are not the same as they were five years ago. And just understanding that also people are different. People need different things for themselves. And so the impact of student voice is just allowing someone to advocate for themselves, for their peers, for their specific wants, their specific needs. And so I just think student voice is so, so, so crucial in making decisions for the people that it's impacting, like Elizabeth said, not just for the people who are implementing the impacts. Uh, listening to CSL Elizabeth and CSS Neha, I think is exactly why we need student voice and why our job as educators or teachers or champions is to elevate your voices and to, to make sure that you, we can help connect you to administrators or we can leverage our STEM ecosystems to make sure you're able to share that voice with the Department of Ed and, and share that voice on an international stage. And, and CSO is an international program. It creates those opportunities and networks and, you know, if we make sure the roads are open, you guys can go anywhere you need to go. You don't need us drawing a map and tell you where to go. So I think listening to how you guys are using your voice and the the knowledge that you already have, that your voice is such a powerful tool, that our job is to make sure that there aren't any barriers there and that we're not one of those barriers. Yeah, I think that's what an incredible conversation and insight to what everybody is feeling and experiencing. And this isn't just about... The Chief Science Officers Program, obviously, it's one of our key programs at SciTech Institute. So to everybody who's listening in, we encourage you to get involved in the STEM community, no matter where you are or what you do. Maybe you're an industry professional seeking ways to make an impact on the lives of others, but you need an opportunity to share your experiences, your journey, or even when you're hosting an event, you need people to come. Um, maybe you're a student searching for a mentor or your pathway to STEM. Maybe you're a community collaborator hoping to meet the right people to help make a CSO cabinet happen. We want to help you get connected. We're, we would love to share final thoughts in one way for our listeners um, to get in contact with the PAC ecosystem, since that's who's represented here. So we'll go around and then we'll have Kamis share how they can find out more about PAC. But Sneha, um, what are your final thoughts for today? I'd just like to thank you guys for the opportunity to let me, I guess, express my voice. Truly, this is my student voice. I think it's so important, not just mine, but the people around me. And I really appreciate the opportunities that SciTech Institute and the Chief Science Officers Program has given me in the past five years. Absolutely. Elizabeth, final thoughts? Thank you also for this opportunity, this whole program, again, like for my like three years in the program with SciTech, it's been amazing. And also just being able to be taught that STEM paths aren't linear and that there's so many different like offshoots of careers and that you can also have other interests other than STEM. And I think that's really important. Like I love music, but I'm also very interested in like science and all that sort of stuff. So this program has definitely taught me that STEM isn't all like you aren't all, you don't need to be all in on STEM to still be a part of like the STEM community. Great point. Yeah, I agree. And that's what STEM ecosystems is all about, getting everybody connected, no matter how big or how small. And obviously that's our STEM Unplugged podcast ideas, getting people to know that you can play a part 
no matter how big or how small, which is great that Dr. Dormer's on because, boy, she's done some great things for my walk-up song and all that good stuff. But Dina, final thoughts? Yeah, I just want to say we speak a lot about empowering our student leaders, but if we're able to do that, we really are empowering ourselves to be better, to become better. Um, and it really is inspiring and, and amazing work that, you know, people put out there. If we listen with empathy and understanding, we really do stand a lot to learn and, and take in different perspectives. And our student leaders are, are definitely paving the way with all that. And my one last final thought is CSOO, it's magic, you know. <laughs> It's great to be a CSO. Oh, oh my God, I love it. that. <laughs> I, um, she has a whole like album created for CSO. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, uh, Camus, will you share a little bit about the ecosystem and if people want to reach out and ask you more about the CSOs in your area or get connected? Absolutely. No, I don't really want to follow up that. I don't have a song to finish <laughs> with. <laughs> I feel like I should have prepared something. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say to anybody looking to get involved in Pennsylvania to please visit PASE.org, uh, P-A-S-E-E-D.org, and we would be happy to connect you. We are part of a larger ecosphere across Pennsylvania where our ecosystems work together to provide statewide opportunities, advocacy, and networking. So if you're on in our southeastern corner of the state, please reach out to us. But if you're not sure, you can always connect with us and we can help you find where great things are happening across the state in our CSO cabinet, our STEM ecosystem, or in other areas. And for those in other states looking to get involved, you know, consider getting involved or starting your own STEM ecosystem because it's it's truly inspiring and magical what can happen when you put a whole bunch of great people in the room that are excited to provide opportunities to students. And that's exactly what folks like you, Kelly, are doing. So uh, appreciate all of the hard work that the CSO leadership um, has done to, to provide opportunities like LCI and, and CSO cabinets to students across the world. Absolutely. Thank you. Claire, final thoughts? Just thank you all for joining us today. Uh, for This is actually our 25th episode of STEM Unplugged, which is really exciting. Uh, so we're super happy to have you all on. And it was just so wonderful hearing your different perspectives about, you know, the student experience, the advisor experience. I think having all of your voices here really goes to show just how impactful the CSO program is on the students who are part of it and everybody connected to the network. Absolutely. Yay, 25th episode. You guys are on a special episode. We're going to brag a little bit about it. (laughs) All right, so thank you for joining us for this episode of STEM Unplugged, exploring student leadership in Arizona and beyond. We appreciate all of our guests for being on our show. And if you'd like more information on ways to volunteer or support an organizing event, let us know. You can check out our website, SciTechInstitute.org, and complete the Get Involved form. A quick shout out to all educators, students, families, and community members supporting student leaders all over the world. We appreciate your enthusiasm for great humans and for STEM. Thanks for listening. This is your host, Kelly Green, and we would be glad to discuss how you can get connected. Thank you for joining us for this episode of STEM Unplugged. We encourage you to get involved in the STEM community and stay connected at SciTechInstitute.org.